You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski and you're listening to Bell Book and Candle. Our guest today is Danielle June of Finding Your Inner Phoenix. She's a nurse practitioner that works with bioenergetic medicine and adds sound healing to her practice as well as a fellow podcaster. Her number one passion is to help others find their inner phoenix. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle. Oh, thank you so much. You introduced me so beautifully. Oh, thank you. I love your tagline, The Awakened Provider, and your website mentions a spiritual awakening. So in what ways did this spiritual awakening change how you were doing your work as a nurse practitioner? Like, did it change your techniques, your mindset, everything, a little bit? Almost everything. I kind of went through a whirlwind. I am... I, as all of us that have gone through a spiritual awakening can probably understand. So I had a really painful divorce and it's what prompted my awakening. Now I kind of use it, but I can be open with our audience here. I have it as, as I am in recovery through Al-Anon and you, you can say you're in a spiritual awakening through that, but it's, it's a way for me to get to to hit two different markets, if it makes sense, those that are in recovery, but may not actually have a true, true spiritual awakening. Because that's actually my dream is to get those that are in recovery, not just if you're an addict, but I want more people to know about Al-Anon. It's like you love an addict and how it affects you. And then to really transition those into the energy world, because while I know a lot of addicts that have been in sober for 39 years and they're still miserable because they haven't cleared that negative energy. They haven't cleared, you know what I mean? They're not meditating truly. They're, they're not drinking great, but they haven't, they're still miserable, unfortunately. So yes, if my big passion is to bring to people how to truly recover and what a true spiritual awakening means. It's not just step 11 of saying you've had a spiritual awakening and you read the Bible only because that's kind of what's taught a lot in recovery, to be honest. How does it work for me? So as a nurse practitioner, I've been a little afraid, but the past couple months, I've just had a lot of, I know it's God and the universe where people want both, you know, they want a provider that will I know your human body, but I also now understand the spiritual and energetic body that I didn't know before. So I actually merge both, but I'm very clear with my patients because you know, there's insurances involved. So I can teach mindfulness. I can teach um, meditation even with through insurance because I do telemedicine because I am a single mom and it's more flexible. I also then have, as you know, my podcast, Finding Your Inner Phoenix, and I have a Patreon that I do more of this bioenergetic medicine that you did introduce me with. So I use a device called the Healy. I don't know if you've heard that before. I saw that on your website. I was definitely going to ask you about that. Yes. (laughs) So it is truly, it's designed by this, you know, quantum physicist out in Germany where they have a quantum sensor where at first you're like, how is that real? But I have done like now hundreds of 
of scans on people, maybe even more. And it can scan your aura. It scans like your, I can show your chakra levels. I can send energy. Everything is a frequency, you know, everything has a vibration. And so that's what I do with my Patreons is that, you know, you can get them weekly or a month, like, um, you know, energy work is expensive. So I'm trying to do it at a cost that is more affordable for people. And then I also do sound, my sound baths in the Patreon. So it's like you get it twice a month. And if people want it one-on-one, I'm open. I haven't quite done it yet because I'm a lot better in person. But of course you can do it remotely. It's just the sound vibrations, it's better. And even if you wear your headphones, it's it's good. And you'll get it through with my Patreon page. But when you, if I could tell anybody is to do a couple of real sound baths to really feel the vibration, then your body almost acclimates to it. And then you can listen to it in your headphones too, if that makes sense. And the healing, is that something that you only do in person? No, it's remotely as well. Those that are spiritually awakened, I can talk to them. Um, It's hard for me to bridge those that are not awake to understand what I'm saying because they have no concept of quantum understanding that there's remote healing, understanding that we are an energy body. Um, But those that are awakened, I feel I could have more and I can show them and do some free scans and then they're like, oh my goodness. And you can even buy one yourself. I just haven't gone... You know, it's almost like, I don't know if for you or others can relate, when you have this awakening, sometimes all these gifts came on at one moment and I didn't know how to handle it all. (laughs) I perked when I saw that one of the options involved Bach flower essences. Oh no, we girl, it's amazing. They, I can, it's like having an allopathic. I, you know, I can need to. We'll just do one together one time on Zoom after. But yeah, no, they. I have Bach flowers. It's like having a homeopathic device in your hand. That's super cool, and, and chakras as well. Oh my goodness, chakras, meridians, I Chi, like. There is so many options, but there are different levels. It's a little pricey, to be honest. So that's why I offer, you know, the scan is not too much and you get the corresponding energy if you don't even want to do the Patreon because everyone's kind of doing a membership. So I understand that. But if you're just interested in some one-time healings, I try to, I mean, $20 is a lot more affordable than other people's energy work. So yeah, no, it's, it's a really exciting device, but you know, I've had a lot of backlash even within my own family. Well, because I'm Western, right? Like when you're when you're breaking the mold, like legit, I'm coming out of the matrix and trying to figure out what this life truly is. And I'm talking about the Healy and quantum physics. Like even my own family are like, you're going crazy. So I just Yeah, it's like what's all that woo-woo you into now? <laughs> I am I am a woo-woo and but the science is matching up, you know, like if you can go on YouTube and see there's this one incredible oh I wish I knew the exact name so I the audience they can look you can just Google it's like a Japanese scientist and it shows when you speak ill to water and it takes pictures of the still life like cells compared to being loving and kind and you see the difference in the cells actually like it's incredible so like marimoto or something yes yeah i've seen that it's amazing right but it's like showing us like i tell my patients like you know and especially for those that are recovering 
because I, I use the term isms, alcoholism, narcissism, because it's all really the same in a way, um, that, you know, your cells are damaged now. Like there's like a trauma on a cellular level. So while yes, of course I can give medication, but I want to heal your core, you know, like I want to heal like, because I'm realizing that I know God woke me up to bridge this life. I don't know how, but I'm working on it. What was the best bit of wisdom that has helped you as you've come from your awakening? If someone came to you and said, give me one bit of wisdom, what would you tell them? Um, to find your tribe. I, um, if I didn't have certain people in my life, because my awakening is intense, I could feel like um, I used to scare my patients because I could feel if they had sexual trauma before I did a pap and I didn't understand. Like I would just say it out loud. But as my awakening happened more, like my ex, if they were sick or throwing, like I could throw up. Like I'm kind of, I'm really an intense empath. And um, I would say if I didn't have people in my life that maybe I, I could be in a mental institution, to be honest, though. <laughs> Because if you don't have a soul tribe to understand what you're going through, that is a problem. Explain to me exactly what all bioenergetic medicine entails. So it's really a bigger umbrella term that people are using. Um, I'm using it in the forms of really healing your energetic field. Other people use it as maybe body work. It's just the best term I could use because they are studying the frequencies of ourselves. Like the studies are happening. It's just not coming. I, I truly believe in the next 10 years, like the chakras and things like that will be shown. It's just not right now. So that encompasses pretty much anything like Reiki and any energy healing and sound healing and things like that. Yeah. I, I don't know why, that's funny. I've had someone that was kind of intense psychic say to me, like, you do higher than Reiki. I don't really know because I'm not a Reiki master. It's just my, when I do my bowls, and so with my patients or people that are not spiritually awakened, I don't really talk about it, but I am like a soul catalyst. Like I just can open people up and kind of wake up their third eye and like really wake them up. So I feel comfortable talking to your audience, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's not something I really advertise, but I am having people gravitate towards me that, I'm, that they just maybe inherently know, or they feel safe and they're like, you know, this is like really happening to me. And then I can talk to them about it. It's so interesting because I've recently talked to a couple people within the, I believe it's in the past month that have told me one of them actually went through to become a Reiki master and someone else just took some lower levels of Reiki and both said, it's good. I don't have anything against Reiki, but I just do something that's a little bit higher. Like exactly what you just said. It's like a little bit different. It's, there's nothing wrong with Reiki energy, but mine is just something a little bit different. Yeah, no, and there's nothing, it's a beautiful, you can clear some energy, you're connecting to source. Like there's no way that any of that could be anything beneficial to your client but what I do can sometimes though be where I feel Reiki is mostly gentle and loving and just kind of clearing where mine can kind of feel like if it's any kind of healing it can be triggering like the person needs to feel safe with me they need to feel comfortable because I want to get that stuff out not just like you know think of you're getting a beautiful 
you're, you're in a spa and you feel beautiful. And, you know, that to me is what I feel like Reiki is. You just feel centered and calm and you went to the spa. But then after a couple of days, life happens and then it kind of, you know, where this I want to like get it out, you know? Yeah, it's kind of how I feel with the hypnosis. I'm a hip, I do hypnotherapy and it can be very gentle, but if you're really getting healing work done, there's going to be a release and it can be very messy. Healing is is messy you have to get stuff out you have to dig into the shadow and it's not always nice in there exactly especially what's happened the past couple of days even myself where i have i'm really grounded and centered because i used to like to be up in the sky a lot because that was more fun but now i'm more grounded but i still can feel this intense energy happening you know like it's everything it's just knowing what's happening in the awareness around you. And that's where I like to teach people, but there's still that fear in me, you know, like what I can't, uh, even though I'm, uh, have a podcast, I don't talk all about all the energy. I talk enough to where people that are awakened would be like, Oh, she actually knows. And I can talk, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But just not, not enough to trigger, the the alarm bells and certain others exactly. like I i've to- already bypassed that i just if they listen to my podcast they're gonna come in the in the cart for me you know but i want to get there i do i think it will happen like in a year or so from now when i have more footing but it's kind of my journey like i'll because i like to on my podcast like i'm probably gonna sing i'm coming out <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> and um that'll probably be my song even though I've gotten in trouble I, my sister's like but that's only for people that are gay and I'm like no it's not I can't <laughs> as a truly spiritual um person like I, I it's like I, I just dabble at times but you know I, I we all have to do it at our own comfortability I mean, it's taken me 50 years. This is my 50th year of life, and it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm just like, okay, yeah, if you don't like it, keep on walking. Right. Yes. But it took a long, long time, and it was a very messy healing journey to get to the point where I even loved myself. Because if you don't care about yourself, then it doesn't, then everything breaks you. And that kind of reminds me of your manifestation bowls. They're so gorgeous. Thank you. I was so bouncy when I saw that you were using the Kintsugi as an inspiration because that has been so meaningful to me. I, in fact, made some clay jewelry with that kind of inspiration because I felt like for a lot of my life, I was broken. And I would use that language that I was broken and I didn't think that I would ever be fixed. And when I found this imagery, just of this beautifully put back together china pieces with the gold and even more beautiful now that it was broken it meant so much to me and that's what i saw in your manifestation bowls tell me about that process of making those yeah of course so i am excited i'm actually so i'm I'm actually creating a kit because i've got a lot of feedback which makes a lot of sense that everyone loves them but they want to do it themselves so i'm gonna start i'll probably release it in another week or so but what is the bowl so i've gone through my painful divorce. So it's like, I wanted to manifest some love and manifest some abundance, you know, being a single mom is not easy. And I too 
found the Kintsuki style because I felt broken as well. My heart shattered. And this was like my high school sweetheart. I've only been with him emotionally, sexually, you know, so being 36, that's intense, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and we'd broken up and I've gotten back together, you know, but I, I just couldn't keep doing it anymore. So it's like, finally I severed it, but inside my heart. And so it was like I, with my awakening, I, I've always felt I was a creative person, but I just had to make these bowls, you know, and I had to make it for women that felt at one moment they broke, but now they're more beautiful after they heal. So the self-love one has a Jasper gem, which is like an unconditional love for the neck because it has a, like a little necklace that you glue. And then the other one has the necklace has citrine, which is for the abundance. So I'm really excited because I have, they're selling at like an, I sell them online obviously, and I sell them um, a local art store, but everyone's really like, I just want the kits. So and it makes sense. So it's like, I'm going to do a YouTube video actually Monday and just that people can like scan on a cue card and they can know how to do it themselves. And then they can put their own energy into the bowl, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. What is it about the Phoenix that makes this a powerful, powerful mystical symbol for you? Well, it's the, the mythological story of how you had to, like, this bird burned to ashes and then was rebirthed. And that's how I feel about myself is, uh, and I always thought maybe it was just one time. But even this past two years since my awakening, I have rebirthed myself, like, all these conditions, all of these limitations. Like, even I hear you, like, I still, my last podcast, because I fell in love again, we broke up, and I still have to say... I love myself. I love myself because at times, you know, you don't feel that, you know? And so it was like another rebirthing. It's like I, my personality, and I don't, may not resonate with everybody, but I feel like I have to like break and then rebuild. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that's to me why I'm calling it Finding Your Inner Phoenix because I am. Um, I feel I am the phoenix. Like I said earlier, healing is so messy. And a lot of times when you break or when you get rid of stuff, things fall away. It's like that tower card in tarot. It makes room for the new stuff and for new mindsets and new people and new ideas. And people come to me and they want the change. They want the peace. They want the happiness but they are not willing to, you know, dig into their shadow. They're not willing to make changes or anything. Do you ever have people that come to you that say, oh, I, I want this awakening, but no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Like, what do you tell someone that doesn't want to actually make the changes? So even as a provider, you know, you always have that line of, because other providers would say like, I talk too much or I have weird boundaries, but you know, there's have to have a, an interesting line, but I do share more my story to other people. And it's more like, you know, I never would have wanted to leave my husband because I loved him so much, but it was so toxic for me. It's just knowing that it's just having that leap of faith that is the hardest for those. And I get it. And I guess it's just trying to it's meeting people where they are. Like I used to, as a young provider, could see like the problem right away and want to rip off the Band-Aid. And some patients like that, but some don't, you know? 
And I've even learned in my own healing journey with spiritual healers out in London, and they've really hurt me too. Like some of these coaches out there, they're not as trained and they don't, they trigger people's trauma too much. Like healing is painful. I completely agree with you, Yeah. but it still has to be done in a safe, loving way. Like it's still, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Like, I don't, you know, I remember having one spiritual person telling me when I talked about my manifestation bowls, she was like, oh, I didn't know you just want to do arts and crafts. Like, you're not going to make all what? this. Money. Yes. And it hurt me so deeply because I'm like, no, these are precious gifts to me. Like, I want women to love them. I want women to like honor it, you know, and uh, like there's so much soul in it for me. Like, it's not about the money, you know, she's like, but you know, she essentially, I'm learning their spiritual narcissist and she wanted me to be like her. And I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, I guess I should. I mean, people are, people have their ideas and I have run into quite, quite a bit of the whole spiritual, even in the witchy world of do it this way and make it all shiny and glittery and, you know, a thousand dollars coming in. And I've never been that way. I, I just am not that way. I understand the need for money. I understand all that. But when I started my business with the hypnosis and everything else that I do, I almost made it a nonprofit. I have a dream to have a healing center that's a nonprofit to do like at least three to five sessions because people don't really understand what, what really can happen, especially with hypnosis, especially with like pure energy work. Like I have another fellow um, healer in town that the stuff we do is crazy. And crazy great but it's just things that you can't really explain without feeling it and i just want people especially if you've experienced like sexual trauma or, or even for alcoholics like the issue is shame right oh, and you yeah. have this burden of shame in your heart and that negative energy and you can't get it out but i and even other healers like we can get that out of you you know shame is it has no place in our lives but it is the prevalent, especially in women, the prevalent emotion that is holding us back. 100%. Shame of not being good enough. Shame of not fitting in and not being a good mother and just everything. It's always trying to get back to faith in a way, you know, and how my view of God has changed. But what's interesting, Mel, is I've, like, Jesus has come into my life. I didn't know yeah, like he's become a very intense part of my spiritual team. And so to maybe traditional Christians, they believe that, well, I'm a Christian now, but I, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's very interesting because I was kind of, I don't know, just a very spiritual person, but it's like, I can feel him there. <laughs> That's interesting because my mother recently told me that she was watching some um, YouTube videos about the whole Christ consciousness and um, and I also like how a lot of people say Jesus is not really in a lot of the religions. You know, if you want to follow Jesus, following Jesus and following certain religions is not the same thing. No, I, I don't. I'm not a Christian, if that makes sense. But I do see myself really speaking about him because I do have big dreams of being a motivational speaker, but embodying Christ consciousness. That's the exact word that I, yes, it's exactly the right word where of like love, compassion, and 
you know, but do you know that Christ removed demons? You know, like he was a light worker. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Yep. And he went around all the people that other people don't want to be around. That was his friends. Yep. I think he's a beautiful, if you want to think about him like an ascended master, I think he's a beautiful, energetic ascended master. Agreed. To me, I don't know, for, and it's like we all have our own personal, but like how I feel, it's like God and then him for me. I don't, it's like, I don't know why he chose me, but I just feel that, if that makes sense. Um, I never, especially after this second breakup, you know, like I learned that my value isn't related to a man loving me, but that takes time, you know? Yeah, I had to learn that too. I had to learn that I my value wasn't in my husband and we almost got divorced and I always tell people that learning to love myself saved my marriage because everything about myself my self-worth was all in if my husband thought that I was doing good and what's my husband gonna do here and there with me and I had to live my own life and I had to figure out how to love myself every part of myself and because of that even though we were uh, legally separated we ended up getting back together and we've been married 25 years and I just can't even believe it it's a miracle and we and that doesn't always happen it's not always meant to happen but it just so happened that we were able to do that and it was an amazing thing I had this you know kind of fairy tale that would happen with my ex as well but I um I really was able to assess I wasn't treated as well now the second guy that I, <laughs> I kind of have feeling that maybe we'll probably be back together but you know I think that things I'm learning it's like I can allow my ego you know I being even a nurse practitioner like you want to fix things you want to force things at times and I still like even retrain my old mind that's like no you have to let go and allow like I know that what's best for me will happen, but it's, you know, it's hard. Even I feel like, you know, we hear the terms manic, like I want to be a manic manifester, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, and all like I have bowls, I have necklaces, like I've just been so creative, but I'm learning to calm down, focus on my children and things are happening at a better pace than they were before. That's amazing. You. You have just a very compassionate energy that I can feel. Oh, thank you. I think that when we love ourselves and we just kind of rest for a little bit and heal and take that time and we step into our own power, then it doesn't it doesn't even matter what's going on because we're going to manifest so much cool stuff around us because what's inside of us is the power and the sovereignty to make our own choices on how we act and how we react and I talk to people about that all the time and I just feel a lot of very gentle compassionate power from you thank you that's I do that's what I feel about Christ gosh I don't know he's given me this more softness because I used to be girl really feisty or kind of fiery and I don't feel like I my first meeting I was so angry with my ex I have so many people remember where I was like, I was so angry that I wanted to scorch the earth. And they were like, you're so powerful. I feel like you could actually do that. <laughs> but now I'm just, thank you for saying that because that's my goal is I want to be, I want to be perceived 
as powerful because I want to teach people to find their power as well, but in this graceful, compassionate way. Yeah, definitely. Tell me a little bit more about your podcast. So I don't have a lot out because I do actually sing and have real musicians. So it takes me a lot of production time and finances. But uh, so what my podcast is about is about my journey. Um, And at the end, each song is like a theme. So like the first one, you know, you know, I always joke, it's like your first pancake. So my first one is it's good, but it's not as good as my other ones. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but the song was here. I go again on my own. Cause you know, I kind of introduced that I was just getting divorced, but I just did it acoustically, you know? So, and then, um, the next one was like the Elton John, like I'm still standing. And so it's like all my podcasts are pretty vulnerable. I like cry. I've had, had a couple interviews. They're like, Oh my God. Um, they're really intense. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just being myself. And they're like, aren't you scared to be this person? And I'll, that's when I say, no, I have Jesus has my back. But um, <laughs> but uh, it's just to help. And really, it's to really, my main message is to help both the alcoholic and those that have been affected by someone with alcoholism. Like, if I could be really truthful, it's most alcoholics are more affected by the other person, like their parents' alcoholism, and that's usually why they become an alcoholic. And because I hear a lot of people that are in both programs, like Al-Anon teaches you the relationships, AA teaches you how to stop drinking. And I think there's such a stigma now of being labeled as an alcoholic that my dream is just go to Al-Anon and stop drinking. <laughs> really, that's like kind of, if you want to know my pure niche. And it's to really help women or even men that are in marriages or especially children. When I learned that my enabling was hindering that person's ability to recover, it really woke me up. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing the boundaries, even with your own children, like, Where's the line when they're old enough that you're paying their money and you're, you're feeding their disease, you know, like where's the line as a wife or as a partner that you're feeding the disease. And it's hard, you know, it's, and it's the main part, you know, it's detaching with love. Like I, I do it now with a lot of people in my life. God has put a lot of people with diseases in my path and I am now learning to love them even through the process where I used to be more resentful or more angry or more, you know, but now, no, I want to give them compassion and love them, but it doesn't hurt. But whereas, you know, I don't get as hurt anymore either because I know how to protect myself. Right. Yeah. And so I just, and a lot of, I really talk through my own mental health, like anxieties or ways that I've helped my ADD or how I've helped you know, I'm just very open to give people tools that a lot of providers don't talk about that, um, you know, I want people to be like, oh my God, she's saying something that's in my head. And I never felt safe to say that before. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So taking this whole symbology of the Phoenix, what does life look like for someone who rises from the ash and releases their inner Phoenix? What does life look like? Life looks at first scary because you're like, oh my gosh, like I am doing this. I'm actually removing all of this negativity. I'm stepping out and, and then you feel free, but then life can also feel, 
I just want to encourage people because it's happened to me. Like you can feel elated and then you can go back down. And that's why it's for me, it's keep rebirthing. Like don't give up. Like just because you may feel like you've overcome something one time, try not to feel defeated if it kind of brings you back down again because you're going to rebirth again. So it's more like I want people to know that it doesn't just happen one time and you're done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, someone explained to me that we talk about cycles, but life is actually a spiral cycle because a spiral goes up and down, up and down as it goes up. So you're never as low as you were in the past, but you still have low points as you go up. I don't ever see myself getting, but I can get low, but with my tools, with my meditations, you know, with my, even my own affirmation, it's like, you know, it's like, I really resonate, you know, with affirmations, but you also have to, for me, you have to do the energy work because it's not fair to people because I have, I know what it feels like to be like, I'm thinking all these happy thoughts. I don't know what you're talking about, but if there's that inner negative energy block, like, of course you're going to feel stuck. Of course you're going to feel like you're failing. And then that triggers people with trauma and insecurities and self-confidence. So I just want to highly encourage if there's any, because like affirmation coaches, girl, are all over the place. It's just like, <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, you got to bring all of it together. Yeah. There's so many pieces and there's so many people and it's so amazing I think with all the things going on in the world, one of the good things is that so many people have come together over virtual means now. Yes. There's so much opportunity. There is. I've been kind of scared to start a Facebook group, but I've had a lot of people push me to like, I'd be a part of your group. But you know, it's like you get kind of, I don't want to do what all people are doing and then feel like I'm going to sell to everybody. Like I just need to like, you know, I'm trying to figure out to find my, I want to have a safe haven too of people that can come together and talk to me more. So I think I am going to start one, but I just got to keep having my energy in my heart and not. Um, yeah, in your own time. When you feel like it needs to be done, you'll do it. Yeah, or like if someone else is, because I'm getting some followers on TikTok, they're like, just do lives and people will come and want to like feel your energy there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, do you do that? I do a lot of Facebook lives and people really like that. Okay. Yep. And you can do live streams. You could even bring guests on if you wanted to. There's so yeah, there's so much you can do out there now. Yeah, I think I'm just slowly, you know, just being honest. Like while I I know personally my week it's just coming out is still it's like being a jack in a box in a way you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm cut out. Right. <laughs> So tell us where all, you mentioned TikTok. So where can the listeners find you online? So yeah, I am Danielle Jun on TikTok. I'm the Awakened Provider on Instagram. Um, I do have Finding Your Inner Phoenix kind of page on Facebook. So those are all places. And then my email is just Jun at findingyourinnerphoenix.com. Um, so if they want to email me directly. And I'm very open. I really... I. Like the messages I get mean so much to me. So if anybody's like shy, please, I read everything. I I am not a, I really, this is my passion, you know? And then I am, if you live in Florida, because I don't know if you have any listeners, because I know you're in South Carolina, but I, I'm going to be, I'm credentialed with Medicare and I'm going to be credentialed in Blue Cross within the next month. Um, 
I also can see you as a provider. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I will put all of those links in the show notes. So if y'all didn't catch all that, the links will be right there. And before we end this beautiful episode, do you have any final words for the listeners? Can we end in like a little song? Yeah, please do. For my spiritual awakening note, I think everyone may know like the four non-blondes. And so the lines that make me feel the happiest to, to understand, to kind of make people chuckle is like the line was like, I'm feeling a little peculiar. Because you know, like you're like feeling so creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wake in the morning and I step outside and I take a deep breath. Then I get real high and I scream on top of my lungs, what's going on? So that is, it. okay. So yeah, that's how I uh, feel sometimes when mm. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. I sang that on rock band just a few weeks ago on my song. <laughs> I think I did pretty good. I'm not that great of a singer, but I think I did pretty good. That's a great song. Right? It's like, that's my spiritual awakening song. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And I really appreciate you sharing, opening up, and I just love your energy. And as always, I would love to hear what our listeners think about this episode's topics. So remember, you go to the podcast website, you can comment right on this very episode with your thoughts and questions. You can even click that little microphone, send me a voice message. I might just use it on a future episode. Take care and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.